You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey hoes, it's Danny. So I thought we might try something different this week. I know you guys get the interview every second week and then me bitching solo in between, but I thought it might be fun to have a guest co-host with me here and there. So if you guys remember, I had a cute Kiwi friend with me named Riley on episode six, and she's back to co-host this episode with me. Welcome back, Riley. Thank you very much for having me back. (laughs) Um, So first, we'll just recap our weeks. Um, How's yours going so far? Good. I, as far as sex work has gone, I have not been into the club for like two weeks, I think. I um, just got a little bit slammed with midterm seasons and then I just kind of lost my mojo and have used every excuse in the book to just not go in today. Yes, I'm far too familiar with this. Um, I forgive you. Do you (laughs) find uh, like you're too drained from like school? Is that why? Um, that definitely has something to do with it. I mean, at the club I work at, we finish at 3 a.m. And uh, that's usually kind of when the best uh, the best money is to be made. And I have class at 8.30 a.m. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that instantly rolls out like three days that I can work. And then I have two quizzes and two assignments every week as well. So it's just been a lot. It's been a lot more than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember feeling that too when I was back in school. Um, interesting. Okay, for me. Yeah, sorry. Back to me. <laughs> back to me. Um, so I um, work's been like, man, I haven't really been going in because I'm still like battling this fucking sinus infection. Yeah, you sound terrible. Thank you. <laughs> As per usual. Uh, yeah, super nasally. But um, yeah, so. Just with regards with like my online activity, because pretty much all I've been doing now is just like sitting from my bed and like fucking around online. Um, like with my OnlyFans, I had guys from New York message me and be like, "Oh, come to New York," or like, "Let's go to Toronto together." So I was like, "Okay, well, like I'm I can't this week, but in the meantime, like create my OnlyFans." And then they like subscribe, right? Yeah. And then they unsubscribe, and I'm like. Ew. And then so I messaged one. I was like, hey, so, like, I'm going to try not to be offended that you just, like, looked at all my news for $25 and then unsubscribe. And he's like, what? I'm like, it notifies me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, I must have clicked something. I'll, like, resubscribe right now. I was like, okay. He still hasn't resubscribed. Yeah. I'm like, ew, men are so gross That's and so, so cheap. Gross. Like, it's $25, dude. Yeah. And you get, like, a month of nudes. Like, so, how? like, I have wanted to start an OnlyFans but have not yet. And Please I don't use my platform to promote yourself. No, no, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. So you can find me. <laughs> um, so what? So they subscribe to you for a month, and then I can they download your photos, or is mm. there something in the app that will like stop screenshotting? I don't think or, so. Okay, so I like you get like you watermark your photos. Yeah, that's pretty much the extent of it. I think that's kind of like. Um, that's why a lot of girls on their, like, main page, they won't put nudes or they won't put their face in it. Yeah. And then if you want, like, ones with faces or, um, like, videos or, like, more, like, um, X-rated things, because then you pay more to get those. Right. Okay. Um, but even then, like, you send them over the app and, like... 
Okay. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. So I don't this, know. Yeah, this dude probably, it. like, paid the $25, like, screenshot, screenshot like, all your fucking Oh, yeah. Ew. I think about that all the time just for, like, the randoms. Like, not so much men I meet in the club, but, like, yeah. guys that, like, religiously online follow sex workers. I wonder, like, if some of them go on to get material and then make their own accounts. Like, it would make sense. Like, yeah. make money off other girls. Right? I guess so, but then you would also lose a platform of... Like, you can't... I guess you could screen record, but... Yeah. I mean, I that's the same as, like, even my girlfriend, Ashley, who was on with cam work. She said, like, there's so many websites that have her recordings of her cam stuff. Yeah. And I, like, never knew that. I started looking it up, and it's, like, everywhere. That's... Wow. That's like, the really top gross. girls, yeah. and, like, their shows and stuff. And, like, yeah. Ew, people are just fucking cheap and gross. Um, but, yeah. Speaking of not cheap, so I posted a meme on my 50 Plus Tip account that was, I think, originally posted by Let's Let It Up. I think that was the original poster. Maybe not. Maybe that's a total lie. But it was someone. That wasn't me. And um, it was like, you know, I'm sick of these, like, fake sugar daddies. Like, send me $50 first before you want to talk. And um, it was like, it was a joke, but legit serious. Yeah. Like, fucking send me money. And this guy messaged me on my account and was like, where do I send the $50 to? <laughs> and I thought he was, like, fucking with me. Yeah. So I sent him, like, my each, like my sex worker email. And he legit, like, sent me 50 bucks. I was like, hey, so I was thinking, like, this and this and this. Like, online, like, talking, blah, blah, for this amount. And I was like, damn, daddy. Like, yeah, <laughs> where like have you it. been all my right? life? Yeah, I like that someone, like... It was, like, a joke, but, like, take it seriously. Like, yeah. pay me if you want, like, the like, interaction. Like, ha, 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 $50, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, well done, sir. So, he gets, like, a gold star for this week. Okay. Yeah. Well, Proud of him. whoever you are, John. Good job. <laughs> so, you guys call them, though? Johns? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't like that. Like, <laughs> was he a boyfriend, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he like, send you $50? <laughs> me and John double all the time. Like, no, sometimes, though, I told you this before. Um... Like, sometimes if we're, like, he's, like, feeling in a sexy mood and he wants sex, and I'm, like, oh, I'm so tired, I'll get, like, a ding on my phone, and like, you transfer? <laughs> and he'll be, like, how about now? I'm like, I'm, I'm wet. <laughs> like, literally. So like, I am halfway to coming. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, it's so funny. If you're, like, you charge your boyfriend, like, well, not all the time. <laughs> but you have to think about it. If you're having sex with him, what, like, four times a week? Yeah. And he's only paying for one. That's a really good discount. Right? He's getting like, yeah, 75% off. Like, yeah. off this vagina. 100% close off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so before we get into the uh, questions and how-tos from listeners, um, I had just, like, my own thoughts this week that I was like, mm, I wonder, like, how other people feel. So I'm just going to, like, pick your brain about some things. Sweet. So, okay, what do you wear to bed? <laughs> this is not me like hitting on you. Yeah. But um, I, <laughs> what are you wearing right now? <laughs> what, what do your panties look like? But, um, but no, the grossest panties. But I probably wear granny panties. Yeah. 100%. That's why I like daytime panties. <laughs> my non sex worker, my yeah. sport panties. Exactly. Um, I mean, John always joked about that. Like, he'll see like the posts I sent for like other guys that are paying. He's like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, he turns to me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like in like a stained hoodie with like ripped sweatpants that are like 10 sizes too big. Yeah, and, and like the oldest underwear. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, ratty tatty underwear. Yeah. But yeah, so he's always like, wah, wah, wah. 
because yeah. he like looks at me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the like rude reality of, of dating a sex worker is like how unsexy it can be. Um, but yeah, so I was listening to the You Up podcast, which is like actually like a pretty fucking funny podcast. It's like a guy and a girl that talk about like relationships and yeah. like whatever. And they were talking about like what they wear to bed. Yeah. So I was just like, I wonder what other people wear to bed. What do you wear to bed? Uh, most of the time I sleep naked. Do you? Yeah. I feel like that's like a very sexy thing to do, but I'm like literally <laughs> the opposite. I not only wear like literally sweatpants and like uh, hoodie to bed, but I also wear like a uh, full sports bra and like granny panties. <laughs> <laughs> like I like layer up I, the fantasy about you and I is just like slowly diminishing to be I'm honest. so sorry no I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get your love again one day um, no I, I feel like I mix it up my room in my house is really cold I don't have a heating vent or anything so in winter I typically wear not even I wear a full pajama set like those ads are out of you know winners or whatever stores you guys have here where they're in full checkered flannel like a pajamas outfit, yeah. yeah that's me <laughs> yeah well I like so my girlfriend Helen is very like a fancy and uh I went and saw her the other day and she like came and got me from the car park or like um the parking lot and uh she came out in like a satin like button up and like satin pants I was like what the yeah. What the fuck is this? And I was like, is this where you went to bed? She's like, I just woke up. I was like, what? From like the Playboy bench? <laughs> what the fuck are you wearing? And she's like, yeah, like they're super comfy. So now I feel like, like I need to like adult better and wear like proper like satin outfits to bed. Well, see, I wear them before bed and then usually I will take them off when I get into bed. Interesting. Yeah. It's like your pre-bed outfit. It, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. I don't, and then in summer for sure I sleep naked. But I just, I like the feeling of airing out my vagina while I sleep. Oh, that's like, the opposite. I like feeling like things are like holding it in. No. <laughs> holding what in? All the flaps. <laughs> 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 I picture this like labia that drags on, the, <laughs> on the floor as I walk to bed. Rolling it up and like yeah, putting it like in your underwear. Yeah, it's like a fruit roll up. I like roll it up, <laughs> <laughs> tuck it in. Um, no, I don't people. Yeah. A very decent lady. Wow. <laughs> All ladies are beautiful. Um, but I also really enjoy um, masturbating before I fall asleep, so wearing pants. Honestly. <laughs> Rub one out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I you sleep I sleep so much better. I can't masturbate in bed. What do you do? At this table. <laughs> At my dining room table, right where you're sitting. <laughs> um, no, I, I masturbate in the washroom. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. Like, do you lie on the floor? Do you just stand up? I straddle the tub. <laughs> sit on the toilet. Just stick one of those, like, suction dicks on the side of the bathtub? Yeah, 100%. No, I like... <laughs> so, so I always joke, my boyfriend used to always ask me, like, a different boyfriend used to ask me, like, how do you masturbate? Because I'm like, I don't masturbate, like, how, like in quotes, typical women. Because you see in porn, yeah. girls are, like, in their bed, and they're silk sheets, like, yeah. you know, like, ever so lightly caressing. <laughs> um, but I, like, no, I masturbate in the bathroom, like, on the counter. <laughs> I mean, hey, what if it works it's for you? It's worked for definitely. 20 years. Okay? Yeah. I, yeah, no, I have a vibrator, which I just use before I go to sleep. And then I just, like, usually put it next to me before I, like, wash it in the morning because obviously I'm not going to ruin my mood by getting up. And uh, it's, like, I've sometimes forgotten about it. And then people have, like, come over and sit on my bed and be like, 
what is this? Oh, I, I tuck my vibrator in. I didn't have given up on relationships. I sleep in my vibrator. <laughs> so sad. Um, that's so funny. I, uh, my boyfriend's family was over once, like his yeah. sisters. And I think we'd had like three of his five sisters over and their, their husbands. Yeah. And John and me, like, we were using this, like, big double-ended dildo. Like, on me, John was not partaking. Both ends on, on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it is flexible. And um, we had left it in, like, the sink of the spare bathroom <laughs> to wash it. But completely forgot. And, like, John, like, went into the washroom. He, like, pulled me aside. He's like, Daddy. And I was like, what? He's like, I just went into the washroom and, like, your double-ended dildo. And it's, like... The size of the counter. It's a big fucking dildo. <laughs> He's like, it's like hanging out in the in the spare. And I was like, well, we gotta move that. <laughs> I was like, but also, did like, anyone say it? I don't know, but no one addressed it, so I feel like they may I, have. You don't address that. No, because it's more awkward like, for you to be like, hey, yeah. your dildos. In yeah. the <laughs> you know, excuse me. There is a large rubber snake <laughs> rounded on both ends in the bathroom. <laughs> Ripped. <laughs> Rip for her pleasure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mine actually does have, like, ingrained veins. <laughs> and it's, like, it's a very vein, like, veiny. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, it's good to know. So that's what you want in bed. Okay, next question. <laughs> Period sex. So I was in the uh, change room of the strip club, and I was talking about having my period, and... Uh, and I had my period for the club, and I was like, "Oh, I just need my period's lasting longer because my boyfriend's not here to fuck me up, fuck like the period blood out of me." And I don't know if that's a thing, but okay, it is a thing. Is I googled it. Ooh, yeah. Well, if you've googled it, <laughs> I did the Google, um, and uh, the one of the girls was like, "What? Like, oh my god, I never fuck my man on my period." I'm like, "Oh, really?" She's like, "Yeah, but my man's black," and I was like, "I don't," I didn't, like didn't get it. Like I, I, I was I like. Did it. No, I didn't either. And I was like, is it because, like, you... I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I was like I, like, I don't understand. And then one of the other girls was like, oh, my boyfriend's also, like, African-American. And, like, we don't fuck on my period either. Is it, like, a cultural thing? I guess. You don't know, like, oh, white people are, like, white people. That's white people shit. <laughs> you know? Like, I guess that's what they're getting at. Like, only white guys, like, fuck on a period. That being said, I've had sex with a lot of white guys who, like, do not fuck with a period. Uh, not a lot. I've had two. And I was like, you guys are fucking losers. And I've been with men of color who do fuck on a period. So I don't know how, like, sound their argument is. Yeah. But um, I fucking love period sex. Um, I think it feels so good. Uh, do you like period sex? I also get really, really horny around 100%. my period. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really bother me. My period just, like, it... It doesn't bother me. Like even I don't usually bleed at night as well, which is like when oh, I'm having most of my sex. Um, With your sorry, dildo. Sorry, really. It's just like licking me. Um, All the sex with your dildo. Yeah. Before you so it like in. I don't find that like it's super messy when I have sex on my period, which I think would be like the main thing that would turn me off is like having to do more washing. <laughs> Real lady, lazy lover, <laughs> very lazy lover. Um, but you, I usually just like put a, a blanket down, put a little sex blanket down. Yeah, fuck on that. Yeah, a towel like also. You don't have to like designate sex blanket. Towels also work. <laughs> you fancy. Um, but towels I'll, like so small. Like, um, what am I gonna do? Stay in one place? I like to flip and flop. <laughs> <laughs> to access all points. Uh, interesting. Noted. 
ladies and gentlemen, she is single. <laughs> um, you can flip and flop together. Um, <laughs> no, I also, I always have my partners like eat me out on my period. And like, they're like, the girls in the room were like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, it's so sexy when like, it's like animalistic. Like they come up and they like, like have blood all over their face. <laughs> yeah. Cause I have very heavy flow. So like, there's a lot of blood. Um, I think it's fucking hot. But, yeah. you know, to each their own. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, that's the first time I've ever heard that there's, like, a difference in, like, like by, like, race of, like, period sex. Yeah, I can't say I've uh, come across come across that one. No, but me either. I, I would be curious if anyone knows why or if. There is a difference. Out and yeah. tell us. Let us know. Yeah. We got questions. I, <laughs> I have questions, for sure. Um... So that same idea is like me and you spoke about this the other day actually about how um, I can't remember if it was what Instagram handle it was that posted like the things you've done in the stripper change room. Yes, that was exotic cancer. Oh yeah, like the weirdest cancer. stories that you've heard or like the weirdest things that you've heard. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. A, in a changing room. So and I just like that just made like made me laugh because like things like that like you know fishing out a tampon, having someone else help you get a tampon out, yeah. or like talking about your period and being like, I need to get my blood fucked out of me, like, yeah, like you know, turning over, bending down, and being like, can you see the string? Yeah, like, or like things like, do just, I smell? Like, and just like wiping yourself, like. With a baby wipe, just to, like, freshen up before work. Yeah. But, like, doing that in a club. As just, you're like, talking in to the someone, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> While you have full eye contact with yeah. someone. Yeah, you're, like, r- like rimming your sphincter yeah. as you're, like, talking. Making sure everything is, like, squeaky <laughs> tiny. All the folds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my fruit roll uh, vagina. But, um... <laughs> I guess I'm joking because people are going to actually think I have like this like no but you know what legit <laughs> there was a girl that used to work in Vancouver or was it in Fort Mac now I can't remember but her labia I'm not even joking was so long her inner labia that she used to be able to wrap it around the pole and tie it yeah wow, and it, it was like cool it, potty trick yeah too. it was like her um her shtick her shtick yeah. yeah wow that's I just think chafing. That's all that comes yeah. to mind is like chafing. I'm like, I guess you wouldn't tie it that tight, but I'm like, that doesn't like how, comfortable. how does the knot stay? Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Like burlap? Like, what is it made of? I'm so curious. I wonder how her labia is doing now. This is years ago. <laughs> I, went, I, think about, I, I think about her labia often. Um, sad but true. I actually do. Probably once a month. I'm like, how's her labia? Where it's, where's it at? Um, it's doing well, but yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite so. fun though. Like if you have something that's kind of not really uh, what's what I'm looking for mainstreamly attractive. Yeah, yeah. And to like use that to your advantage, Fuck like yeah. that's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be a niche for it a hundred percent. There's a niche for fucking everything. Um, but yeah, so I was saying like. Um, I had a message going off the idea of, you know, strippers in the change room and how wildly comfortable we are with our bodies and our mm. own sexuality and all that. I had an awesome message from a girl a couple days ago who um, just said, like, and she's to- it's totally left field. Like, we have never had contact before. Um, and she works in a mainly uh, male-populated uh, career. Mm-hmm. And uh, she reached out and was like, hey, I listened to, like, all your podcasts, and um, I think it's so awesome, and it's so relatable, and I think it's something that more women need to talk about. And that makes me so happy, because, I mean, you spoke about, like, having spaces where women feel 
comfortable to the level that we do in the strip club. Yeah. Um, and I spoke a couple episodes back about a guy who commented on me letting Penny smell my fingers about my vagina. <laughs> and he's like, you guys are fucking disgusting. And I'm like, no. And like, fuck you for making women feel shame for like their bodies. And like yeah. you've never picked up a pair of underwear and just sniffed it. Yeah, you know? sniff. yeah, see how your body's doing. <laughs> okay. Have you ever? Have you know, me and you talked about like smelling tampons and stuff too yeah. before. Because, <laughs> sorry to out you. So out of But hey, fucking people do it. I don't give a fuck. You all smell your tampons at one time or another to make sure shit's smelling <laughs> right, okay? And okay, have you ever smelled? <laughs> I don't know why it's weird to say, but like, have you ever smelled your partner's like underwear? Uh, probably. I 100%, I, like, yeah. but it's also, like, you get, like, the pheromones are, like, yeah. but I tell John, like, I love, like, your ball sack smell. <laughs> I, if I, we've had, just had sex, me and my partner, and, um, you know, we're all really sweaty. I will, like, full-on stick my nose in their armpits. I don't give a shit. I'll right? I'll have a big whiff, like, of that. <laughs> get right in there. <laughs> Like, it, it doesn't bother me. I I like it. I think that's it's hot because it smells like them and yeah, it's sex their and, scent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I agree. And <laughs> John always jokes about smelling my panties. And um, I like said to him that I was like, I smell your underwear, and he was like, literally fell off his chair. Like, I smell my panties. And I'm like, yeah. I, was like, I totally smell your undies. Like when you leave them around the house, I'm like. <laughs> inhale that and like fuck you I don't think it's fucking weird and I know people and like but like when people hear that they're like oh my god you're so weird and then their mind they're like I do it all the time yeah. like you know it's like I know y'all smelling people's underwear like y'all panty sniffers over there <laughs> how funny if it really does not land and everyone's like cricket <laughs> no, no honestly I have no shame about that no. I love the scent of if you don't like the scent of your partner that's I don't know how you would handle that no but I've had partners I didn't like the scent of, and they like I didn't give I didn't care about them, and that's why I like yeah. everything about them grossed me out. Yeah. But like when you really care about someone, like really nothing they do grosses you out. Yeah. Like yeah, um, to like a disturbing degree. Um, okay, so also, just in the more of like my like thoughts for the week. What do you think about like creeping exes' Instagrams? I hundred percent do it. Do it? Yeah. Would for you sure. be hurt if? Why do you? Okay, so why do you do it? I think curiosity more than anything mm. because I mean all of my ex I mean I've been in two relationships but like even the people you smirk <laughs> <laughs> who are these two stupid people that I date <laughs> just kidding go on um, but like even the people that I date they've been in your life in some sort of context for so long and you did care about them at one point in time and mm-hmm. not every kind of dating thing failed because it was really bad or because you know there was a lot of hurt like it it doesn't always end on negative terms Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like I just still care about people that I've dated or like people that I've been in a relationship with and although I don't feel like I have necessarily a need to reach out to them as like a friend or go to coffee I still like to know that they're doing all right or like see what they're up to or yeah, I don't think, yeah. So they terribly miss you and never found love Absolutely. again. Absolutely, <laughs> new girlfriend looks exactly like me. <laughs> Their name's like, I don't know, Miley instead of <laughs> Riley. And you're like, I knew it. Obsessed with me. No, but yeah, I, I think it just comes from a place of curiosity as opposed to like anything else. Yeah. Uh, just like checking in. Yeah. How would you, would you be comfortable with your, if you saw your partner had been like checking out his ex-girlfriend's page? I think so. 
But maybe that comes from a standpoint where, I mean, I'm exploring polyamory at the moment as well, so maybe I'm not the best person to ask. But I feel like if I'm doing it and knowing that it's nothing apart from curiosity and a check-in, I should also have no problem with my partner doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, speaking of being polyamorous and bisexual, um, did you hear Miley's, like, comment? Okay, maybe I'm totally quoting this wrong, but I just heard it, like, in a brief, like, Instagram thing where she was like, don't give up. There are good men out there. You don't need to become gay. Ew. It was something, like, I'm, I'm going to look it up, but it was something along those fucking lines. That's really gross. Right? I, like, literally was, like, my mouth, like, fell open when I, um, when I heard it. What was, okay, I'm going to look it up right now. Okay, so, yeah, I guess, like, Miley broke up with her husband, and another girl had broke up with her husband, so the two girls had, like, a month-long, like, fling or something. Right. And then she's dating Cody Simpson now, and in her live video, she was, like, gushing over her boyfriend and told fans, in quotes, you don't have to be gay because there are good men out there. That's problematic on so many, so right? many And, like, levels. also, too, like, I feel like a lot of her fan base is probably, like, homosexuals. Yeah. Like, I'm, just from, like, the people I know, like, a lot of them are, they're more, more I feel like I know that are her fans are in the LGBT commu- community than straight community. Yeah. So, like, one, and- like, you're bashing people that are supporting you. And even if they weren't supporting you, like, what the fuck comment is that? Like, yeah, it just completely undermines, like, gay or lesbian or, you know, whatever relationship saying that you are only this way because you haven't found someone of the opposite sex that is good enough. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, that's... I read it and really I was... like gross. Right? I read it and I was like, this has got to be a fucking joke. Like, yeah. who even, like... Okay, even, like, me, even if I wasn't bisexual, I wouldn't even say that to my own friends, something that stupid. Like, imagine being, in like, a very public person in a public platform yeah. and saying something that fucking dumb. Like, I was, like, flabbergasted when I heard that. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like, the only reason I like women is because, like, I haven't found a green man. Yeah. Like, that's the most misogynistic remark I've ever fucking heard. And that, it's, it's really disappointing <coughs> to hear someone who's been so uh, kind of cultivated and LGBTQ plus uh, fan base yeah. to then undermine uh, what it means to be, you know, part of that community so openly and so uncaringly. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I guess now she's, like, dealing with backlash from it and, like, trying to, like, back... Yeah. Like, backtrack it or whatever. But that's happened with, like, a, like a couple of uh, uh, celebrities as well, though. Like, I know Taylor Swift is now kind of... Uh, becoming a little bit more of you know a gay icon i guess you could call her and she had all the she had a bunch of um really well-known um gay men in her music video uh what was it you need to calm down i think it was no i did not listen and then but like in one of her earliest songs i believe it was she has a line um that just says you're gay so it's just like a little bit (laughs) perplexing yeah yeah and i get that people say things but like that was also a song so like she's also sung this several times yes and like she like wrote it down and went to people the people were like yeah it's a great idea and then it went further like that blows my mind and now she's kind of um becoming a little bit more involved as a ally in the lgbtq i would be really curious to hear those people's opinion on it yeah 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 for sure 
maybe they just don't think it's a big deal. Or maybe it's not a big deal. But it's it happens so often that people who are uh, allies or really openly supportive of LGBTQ communities say really dumb shit yeah. about the LGBTQ yeah. community. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, too, like, when, especially those kind of people, like, are they truly allies or is it like they know they will appeal to a larger fan base by being super open and loving yeah. even though they're themselves aren't actually standing by those because i think if like you really stood by that you wouldn't even like slip up and say stupid remarks like that you know yeah i mean i've definitely i've definitely called things gay where it was like you know a derogative way and I always check myself when I do it and it definitely slips out sometimes and you know like I'm bi and I feel like that gives me a little bit of yes. leeway but yes. at the same time it's not something that should be um should be used I think yeah unless course. it's like a descriptive word of something that's actually gay <laughs> yeah or like when me and you like call each other gay and stuff yeah. it's like well yeah we part like we are yeah. <laughs> so like yeah 50% of the time yeah all the time yeah 100% <laughs> um okay so to the listener questions and how to's mm-hmm. let us begin how do you set prices for services uh this one I don't really know how to answer because I work at a club <laughs> great start <laughs> Girl, some nights, some like especially my like cycle. If I'm like bleeding, like I will spend all day in that bathroom counter. <laughs> <laughs> so I had two bathrooms. Joe's so like, like, what are you doing in there? You're like, hey, nothing. <laughs> Joe's like, I really had to pee. <laughs> Uh, use the patio um, but uh, no so I think for setting prices for services like um, I, I assume this person is working like off street but like not in a place where the service is price already set like a brothel yeah. or whatever and I think it's just like really like your comfort zone like I was speaking to a fellow sex worker the other day and you know she was saying uh, she's lowered her prices substantially and like by like one down to like one fifth of what it used to be, and you know she didn't want to tell me that because I, I've been vocal about women raising their prices and 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 not allowing them even the option of doing a lower price. But in the same breath, I do acknowledge that everyone's vagina is their own property and they can do whatever they want. I understand. But um, and I said to her, I was like, you know, girl, like at the end of the day, it's, it depends on you and what you can handle, like emotionally, physically, like mentally, like if you want to have sex with five people that day to get the same price you would have gotten. If you didn't lower your price and you're okay with that, awesome. Like, for a lot of women I know, uh, that's okay for them. And there's also women who only want to have sex with one person and and get that amount. Um, so I think it really just depends on, like, what you're most comfortable with. And, and only you can really, like, say what your prices are. And if someone ever t- tries to tell you your fucking prices, like, fuck them. Definitely. You should never let anybody uh, try and undercut what you have decided you're worth. You know? mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I guess it also, as you said, you're assuming this person is working, um, you know, from a point of privilege of not being on the street mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, is not doing survival sex work. Mm-hmm. But um, it also, if you're working in a place or you're in an environment where there are other women who are selling services, so they could be PR or just, you know, 
whatever you guys have set up to kind of communicate what you guys are willing to not go below so right. that you're not being low-balled yeah. by anyone else. Yes. And, and then no girls feel pressure to be in like an uncomfortable position where a guy's saying, well, she's going this low and like it's a horrible place to exactly. be Exactly. Or I can get this much for this and yeah. you're charging this for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I Working could get together. a $50 blowjob. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, definitely work together with your prices. And... Um, but if you're on your own, then you you got to do what's what's best for you. What yeah. you are going to be happy with at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, the prices I've heard most is, you know, um, anywhere from, like, 1000 to 2000 for full service. And um, half service, like, being, like, between, like, 500 to 800 mm-hmm. um, I think those are, like, pretty decent prices. Um, but also, I think it varies girl, girl to girl, and it varies client to client and day to day and you're allowed to switch your prices as you see fit and city to city for sure oh for sure yeah definitely um so yeah we can't like fully answer that question for you because it's your body and we don't know your personal situation but just decide what you want your prices to be at and and don't let other people make them for you pretty much Mm -hmm. um how do you get regular clients or regulars of the club or regulars Yeah. yeah I don't really have any regulars just because I come in so sporadically, Mm -hmm. especially now that I'm in school. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like, you know, if you really want a regular client, you need to have a way of them contacting you. So I have an email address, but I don't have a a work number or anything, which maybe I'll look into getting if I continue doing this full time. Um, But you need to be contactable and you need to have, when you say you're going to show up, show up. Mm -hmm. Reliable. Yeah, exactly. Or if, you know, you're going to be at the club Saturday, Monday, Thursday, and that's what you've told your client, you need to be there Saturday, Monday, Thursday, because if you've skipped Monday and they come in, they're going to find another girl who will make them their regular. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. Um, when I was working more and had more clients that were regular, like in Fort Mac and when I first came to Vancouver, um, exactly, I had like a schedule mm-hmm. that I never varied from. And if I was taking a day off, I would let my regulars know. And I had a work phone that was separate from my regular phone, and I was, like, active on it. And I would give out that number, and I would be attentive to messages. Yeah. And um, it set up dates for regulars to come in as if it were, like, a date. And I'll see you on the Monday at this time at the club, and we'll have champagne and blah, blah, blah. And being attentive and reliable um, is kind of how you set up regulars. I also find regulars in the club are easier to obtain on a weekday during the day mm-hmm. and not so much at nighttime. So when I used to find my clients, I would go on like a Monday day or a Friday day. And that's how I'd um, find regulars at the club. Um, weekends are a lot harder than weekend crowd. Um, yeah, and just being attentive. And the minute you like kind of leave the opportunity for another girl to snag a client, like they're going to. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's how like I would get and maintain a regular uh, when someone hits on you, how do you turn them into a client or make money off them? Um, I'm assuming she is, or the whoever asked this is asking from a standpoint of in the straight world or like not in an environment where there's like sex work or does she, or do you think? I think she's implies? probably like, I, I, the way I read it is like, she's a sex worker and like in her day to day world, someone hits on okay. her. How does she make them into yeah. a client? Um, again, I really have only done sex work inside of a, a strip club. Okay. So like, how would you get someone to come see you at the strip club? 
I don't. And I, I just leave, I just leave those lives really separate for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, if I meet someone in the real world, I'm not going to invite them to come see me at the strip club, I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Well, what about you? Uh, well, my, my worlds are very um, meshed together. And, and because I think maybe, maybe too also because you're single to some degree and I'm in a relationship that like any man I meet is a client to me. Yeah. You know, there's no potential for like a romantic relationship. So I pretty much hustle every guy I meet. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, a guy that used to be a client of mine on Fort Mac um, like snaps me all the time and I don't reply to him and then he messaged me and was like, what? Like, you don't ever snap me back anymore. I was like, I don't have time for free communication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If and, that area of your life has already been taken by a partner. Yeah. So that's not how I would suggest going about maintaining yeah. clients because <laughs> I was just can't be fucked to maintain him anymore. But, um, yeah. So for me, when I'm on the real world, if I'm going to work, if someone asks me out, I obviously don't say I have a boyfriend. I say, oh, I'm, I work so much. Come see me at the club. Or, yeah. hey, I work so much, but I would love to go for dinner with you, but I'm really trying to save up. Like, if you don't mind, like, covering my missed shift, I would love to go for dinner with you. Yeah. Um, and that's how you kind of, like, slowly make them into a client and make money off them. Or if you have, like, an online thing, like OnlyFans, Patreon, or your webcam, um, when they're texting, get their number. When they text you, send them their link. Um yeah, but the easiest, I think, is saying, like, oh, well, I, I would love to miss work and hang out with you. I'm just so busy. Yeah. Unless you can, like, make that up. Yeah. Um, that's usually, like, the kind of go-to. Um, but, yeah. And then I would also recommend, like, not making people into clients if you have an interest in them. Like, I think that's kind of, like, black and white. Like, either yeah. their romantic interest or they're a client. Yeah, crossing that uh, line, I feel like, would be really, really difficult. Messy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, how to negotiate your rate with a client when they try to lowball you? Uh, if you work inside a club, always blame it on the club. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah. That's what I do too. I say, you know, it's um, club policy. I can get fired. Exactly. Because um, then, you know, you're like almost like good cop, bad cop. Like the club's the bad cop and you're the good cop. Yeah. Like, I would love to, but I can't. Yeah. Like, I would love to give you a discount, but I tip out this much. And if girls find out yeah. that I've been lowballing them, like I can't do that to my gals. <laughs> my gals. My gals. Um, I also, for like um, like PR things, um, with like I'm selling like a... Uh, a dance or I'm selling a show mm-hmm. and the guys like complain about the price and like oh well, girls do it for cheaper like I just say oh that's fine like that's totally fine if you want to go with them because like they're hoping yeah. that you'll lower your price and exactly. like sometimes when you're like yeah I'm, I'm good but that's fine you can have them like they clearly want you that's why they can't do over her um so sometimes it works We're like okay fine and if they don't like good fucking riddance like I don't yeah. want I don't want cheap clients anyways and also, I think it's important to make sure you're in a position where you have that power to turn people away. Absolutely. I was just about to say, like, we're both lucky enough to be speaking um, from a point oh, of privilege. Nice. <laughs> but privilege, you know, sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't do survival sex work, which is... Have you explained survival sex work on your mm-hmm. podcast? Yeah. Okay. And I, like, because I, I can't stand people using it incorrectly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, you know that turning down, you know, that X amount of money for whatever service you're selling is not going to put you in jeopardy of being able to have your next meal. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And um, so the, this advice is obviously definitely talking about from that standpoint where yeah. we ha- have, as you said, the power to say no when yeah. people try and lowball us. Yeah. 
Um, and that's one of the things, too. I was speaking to a girlfriend of mine who wanted to get into FS work, and I told her, you know, have your prices set before beforehand. Like, know what you feel comfortable with. And given that might change client-to-client, day-to-day, like, that's fine. But, like, make sure you're, you've saved enough that, yeah, that you're not relying on them and they can, like, cut you to, like, one-tenth of your price because you need the money so bad. You know, yeah. don't put yourself in that kind of vulnerable position because um, you'll just resent yourself later, um, right? So I think, yeah, definitely having money saved gives you that power to not let people lowball you. Yeah. Yeah, you'll resent the work as well. And mm-hmm. it becomes oh, something. for sure, yeah. 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 Um, okay, how to avoid scams or prove a client's legitimacy? Um, well, we're, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be uh, part of a group of uh, girls that, you know, I, I know a bunch of sex workers. And I think if I was ever to um, find a client that I wasn't sure about, it, typically, you know, some other sex worker in the city has come across them. And mm-hmm. there's a, I mean, there's, we have a whole group now of men to avoid and men who are scammers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just an FYI, people, me and my girlfriend, also in sex work, put together a WhatsApp group. So we like post photos and phone numbers and all that of guys who have sexually assaulted or attempted or um, scammed or tried to scam or wasted time. So, um, you're not safe. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get outed for being an asshole. Yeah, we... Th- I think what uh, Johns don't realize is that we communicate with each other. Yeah. Like, I think it's perceived as a really um, competitive... And yeah. in some instances it is, but to the point where you wouldn't even help you a don't fellow sex worker out. Yeah. And it's just... That's just not the case. So if you're mm-hmm, worried mm-hmm. about someone, reach out to any other workers that you know and ask them if they've come across this person, if they've had good, bad experiences with mm-hmm. this person communicate mm-hmm. and then at least if you know ha- always have someone know where you are and what time to be expected like I, I know me and Danny um share our location on google maps and it'll just update every time that your data is on that's fine for safety uh yeah. Riley's just very needy but <laughs> I just like to know where she is all the time but it just means that you know if you're going to go on a sugar daddy date you're you know where you are yeah where you've last been seen what time yeah uh all of that and and yeah. I send I send the photos of the guys I'm going for dates with to my friends or to my boyfriend and the name they've given me and their phone number and my location uh, and the time of how long it should be. Um, also, to um, like that's one thing that me and Heidi spoke about in a previous episode when she first started escorting and prostituting. Um, she didn't know anyone, mm-hmm. and I think that's. Um, it opens yourself up to being very vulnerable when you are doing sex work in secrecy um, because you can't let go when you need help and you can't screen jobs as effectively. Yeah. So whether you're being secret from your family or your employers or whoever, I do encourage people to have at least one other person who they can share things about the industry with and get information about the industry. Yeah, for um, sure. To avoid scams, if someone's like setting up like a PR party with you or something, get a deposit. I always get a 50% deposit. Um, and, you know, if it's a hard sell, just say, you know, I need to make sure the girls are booking off that night and I don't want anyone to lose money if they book off a night for you and you cancel. So I just need, like, a 50% deposit. And then um, if you're meeting a sugar daddy, get your money first. Mm-hmm. Um, cash in hand or an e-transfer. And if you get an e-transfer, accept it and move it to another location. Um, I... We'll say to the gentleman, you know, I've been burned before, so as soon as we sit down, I'll put my purse on the chair beside us, 
and I will expect you to put the money in right away, and then we can continue on the date. Yeah. And also, I obviously make sure my wallet's not in my purse, so they don't like grab my purse and run <laughs> or something. Like being smart like that. Little drop bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I know also other girls will ask for an ID and stuff like that when they first meet. Um, some guys are kind of weird about like secrecy, so yeah. that might be a hard sell. But um, again, being in that position where I've saved enough that if I ask for someone's ID and they refuse, then I can walk away and I don't need that money that bad to risk my safety is important. Mm-hmm. I always meet in public for the first, at least first time meeting. Um, and then another way to like avoid scams, I avoid sexual talk online because like guys want uh, attention and they, they'll take it for free. So they'll get you talking sexually. Oh, what would you do in bed? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Dude, they're getting your sexual energy for free. What are don't we going to do, do if we go back to a hotel? Yeah, so don't give them any sexual energy. Don't give them any sexual attention for free. Don't send them photos for free because they want to yeah. see what you look like. Like, one photo's fine. Or, yeah. you know, you can say, well, we can meet for a quick coffee so you can see what I look like. You yeah. know, it doesn't take another day to meet for a 15-minute coffee if they really just want to see what you look like. Um, and I say, you know, well, we can talk about all that stuff in person. It's yeah. more intimate. You know, um, so yeah, just be aware of people trying to get like your energy for free, your time for free. Yeah, definitely. Because scammers will try. They'll try to get the most for the least. Yeah. How it is. Or just plug your OnlyFans to them. Yeah, exactly. Also, <laughs> you want to see what idea. I look like? Here you go. Pay twenty five dollars. Speaking of OnlyFans, someone asked how to sell feet pics. Okay, this is something that I really want to get into. Uh, <laughs> it was well. Riley. She asked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I just, I like the idea of not having my face in kind of any online presence like that, um, just as a personal preference. And I I don't have things for feet, but like, I don't really mind either. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it's just, there's always going to be a market for people who want that. Like, it's such a huge fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess advertising yourself as you would, you know, in any sort of online platform or videos or photos I don't know I guess I don't know how the Craigslist thing has affected us about like selling sex online I know that they had a you know a huge change in America that made it um illegal for uh Craigslist to have that stuff posted on there as well so I don't know if that's an option Mm -hmm. um I don't know how would you recommend so I definitely recommend OnlyFans and Patreon Mm -hmm. Just to access a larger, um, a larger means of like people, um, but and like Reddit even has like a, um, a niche for that as well. And then I would make like a foot Instagram and like push that. Um, and obviously Twitter, Twitter's huge for getting clients directing to your OnlyFans and cam work. Mm. That's what a lot of cam girls do use is Twitter. So having a, a Twitter that you're very active on and um, and tags and hashtags and like all that um, will direct people to your page, especially like you can target people that way, like foot fetish. Like yeah, yeah. hashtag that because people will be following that if they like feet. You know, you're already getting the audience you want. Um, and then also business cards. You know, I have business cards for my OnlyFans. Um, have some in your wallet and like when you're out in public if someone's like hitting on you be like oh check out my OnlyFans or check yeah. out like you know or if you're at the club bring your bring your business cards all that definitely because there's a lot of clients that'll pay for a dance and then just want to rub your feet or, exactly oh for sure um, yeah for sure yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we're going to create Riley's foot account pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> so look out for Get it. Get on it. <laughs> um, we are running out of time today, so we're going to have to keep some of the other how-tos for our next episode. But I know I was using the same questions, like the would-you-rather questions for a while, but I have to switch them. Good, because I've answered them all. Yeah, so I've got new ones for you. Okay, so <laughs> First, <clears throat> describe your first sexual encounter. My first sexual encounter. Okay, so I grew up in a home that kind of preached uh, no sex before marriage. <laughs> oh, look where that got me. <laughs> Same, me too, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess it was, I have told so many people this, but I didn't even start masturbating until I had a boyfriend at the age of 16 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had tried and it just like didn't feel good and I had no idea what to do and I didn't I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it as well. So I remember my first sexual encounter. I yeah. I don't know if it wasn't like the first time I I'm gonna talk about the first time I orgasmed. Okay. Because I don't really remember my first sexual encounter. But I do remember my first <laughs> orgasm. Okay. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was a memorable one. Yeah, it was with my uh, boyfriend at the time. And I was, he was sitting on a chair and I was kind of kneeling on his lap facing him and he was finger banging me. And I came and I was shocked <laughs> that shocked. my body could do that. <laughs> and um, that's when I started masturbating. I was like, I can feel this way. <laughs> what is this wave so, of emotion coming over me? Yeah, I don't really remember my first sexual experience, but that's like the one of like, that's, I feel like the beginning of my sexual awakening awakening. <laughs> interesting yeah <coughs> do you remember your first orgasm no I don't remember my first one but I started masturbating at like in grade four yeah I don't know how old you are then I think you're like eight <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're like eight um we're laughing because Penny is also here in the room and she just whispered eight to me. <laughs> We're not. It's eight. You're eight years old. And I just, I took credit for it. I'm eight. <laughs> just came to me. Uh, no, apparently I'm eight. So I started masturbating at eight. But um, no, but I used to. Um, I actually, so I think early like masturbatory practices are very interesting. And it's something I always ask my boyfriend like, how did you first masturbate? Because there's something very unique about like figuring out your own genitals yeah and especially for boys I find it interesting like I had one boyfriend who used to take a pillowcase and like he'd like pull the pillowcase really tight across the pillow and then like jerk off between the pillow and the pillowcase so it was like a little sleeve (laughs) (laughs) just like a little home (laughs) flashlight yeah a little home flashlight very creative props to him and uh, and then I had another ex-boyfriend I asked and he said he, for the longest time, like, wouldn't orgasm during masturbation because he thought you only had, like, a certain amount of, like, cum in you. <gasps> he didn't want to lose his baby. Yeah, he wanted to have babies one day, so he's like, I gotta save it. <laughs> yeah, so cute. It's very interesting. I highly encourage you to ask yeah. your partners um, how they masturbated. But, yeah, when I was younger, I used to... And I actually found a very interesting article once, and I, I would love to find this article again, where it shows you, like, if this is how you masturbate, these are the sex positions that work for you. I found it really interesting to link the two because mm. I find that's the m- most difficult for usually women is like if you masturbate with a certain way 
having your partner mimic that can be hard with their yeah. like with their genitals or whatever. Um, so like when I was younger, masturbating for me was pushing my like odor vagina into things like that. Like mm-hmm. felt good. I also used to masturbate at school. Did you? Yeah. Like okay, so I went to a <laughs> night school, and kids would like go to chapel, and I'd like be like do 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 do, and like not go to chapel. I just go masturbate. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's when, like, the gates of hell opening for me, hey? Like, skip, skip church, touch your privates. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, that was, like, the start of my sex work career. Yeah, fuck the church, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck the church, go fuck yourself. Oh, I'm dead. Fuck the church stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck the church stairs. Yeah. I'm never sharing my private times with you anymore. But anyway, these questions are about you, they're not about me. Anyways, next question. <laughs> what is something... You've done or tried that you would never try again. Ooh. These are good questions. I made yeah. that myself. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Round of applause. Snaps. What would I try that I've never... Oh, okay. Um, so I went to a massage parlor once with a boy I was seeing. I and love it. Like a, a happy ending. Mm-hmm. A full-on happy a ending. A rub and tug. A rub and tug, <laughs> if you will. Um, and it was non... Penetrative. Actually, I have to tell the story. Okay, so I was seeing this dude, and he asked me if I wanted to go to the central massage, and I think I was 19, and I didn't really know uh, what the experience was, but I was really down to try new things, which I think is when my kink fetish had started. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, and there was like a website, and you saw kind of the girls' uh, bodies, and you that you just picked two that you wanted and it would be the two massage girls and uh me and this dude I was seeing and um we got in and we had a shower and we had a glass of champagne and we're naked and we're lying on these tables and these two massage girls come in and I shit you not I went to primary school (laughs) (laughs) I went to primary school with one of them you did not tell me that part of the did story. No, that's a big thing to leave out of this story when you told me before. That's fucking hilarious. Do you guys recognize it? Oh, yeah, for sure. We locked eyes, and it was like, well, I'm buying it, and you're selling it, so, like, let's go. Get on. Uh, did she do you or your boyfriend? Okay, so they they would, like, they massaged us and then swapped, and then it was all three of them on me and then all three of us on him. If that makes sense. I'm like, bitch, I pay for this. I'm way too lazy to like also work. Like, yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, now that, now that you're a sex worker, I'm just saying, like, no. Yeah. Um, it was a really uh, fun experience. Um, I I didn't come. I it was just too much people, too many, too much pressure. Yeah. Um, and it was great. And I have nothing but like hilariously good things to say about it. But I, it's not something I think uh, I would go back to. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think you would go back solo? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. May as well get paid for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no, why I just, uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it was for me. Yeah. Was. All right. Interesting. Um, okay. One thing you want to try, but you haven't yet. I would love, and I, we're going to talk about this in another episode, but I would love to find uh, a pro dom. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm interviewing one shortly, so <laughs> I'll get your contact. Um, and a male or female, do you care? Um, I don't think I would care. Instinct, like instinctively, I think male, just because mm. I associate them as uh, more dominant. More dominant. Yeah. Um, 
and like more physically like overpowering. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't limit myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Take what I can get. Um, interesting. So, four. What is the kinkiest or in quotes strangest sexual encounter you've had? Uh, I once searched for a pro dom on Craigslist when I was living in Germany. I feel like I would literally like close my internet and like shower. I feel like the creepy ass people that are on on Craig, not even the people that are yeah. promoting it, the people and that are responding would creep me out. Yeah, okay. you know, like well, that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> literally, you. <laughs> you and everyone knows you. <laughs> um, yeah, I will. I mean, we'll talk about this. Well, we can talk about this on the other. On a, coming on, episodes. On the kinky podcast that we're going to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's probably the most outrageous one. Interesting. Yeah. Um, one thing you don't understand or drives you mad about the opposite sex. Ooh. <sighs> Why can boys not communicate? <laughs> right? Why are they so bad at it? I don't get it. I'm, I mean, I, especially as a poly person, I'm very... Uh, careful about how I communicate my feelings. Yes. And then there's just been times where it's come to a point where they should have communicated something to me and I've I've made space where they could communicate something to me. Right. And then they're just like nothing. No, I fully agree. Um, And I think that's what's like most confusing to me is like I totally get if I was like a bulldozer and like pushed my like opinion or whatever but I think I tried my hardest to be like hey, Let's have an open dialogue. Yeah. And then it's like cricket, cricket. And, and then, then like a while down the road, all of a sudden all this shit comes up. You're like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Where was all this chit chat <laughs> when you had the damn opportunity? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I also, I'm with you there. Um, your last one. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? These are good fucking I, questions, right? I hate public speaking, so probably not much. Is it real doing it? Um. Oh man, I I have no idea. I feel like I'm not a very profound person. Yeah, great communication skills. <laughs> I feel like we're projecting. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really difficult question to ask. Why are you going to ask me a difficult question? I know, because other ones were too easy and you flew past and now I'm like, well, bitch, <laughs> I see you and I raise you six hard ones. <laughs> All right, fine. You have nothing to say to the world. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're my ghost <laughs> with nothing to say. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. We uh, will let you guys go. We got shit to do. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. As always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, give me all the stars, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.